Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Jake Crumpler. What's up, fellow fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler, and it's the weekend, so as always, I'll be taking over for Bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter and can find all of my work at CrumplerBaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball-related from Saturday, September 23rd, starting off, as always, with the transactions, injuries, news, and notes from around the league. Our first style placement is starting pitcher Ayuri Perez of the Marlins being placed on the 15-day IL with left SI joint inflammation. The injury will prevent Perez from making another start this year and the Marlins will need to make it to the NLDS if they want a shot at sending Perez to the mound to start a playoff game. Second baseman Brandon Lau of the Rays was placed on the 10-day IL with a right patella fracture. The injury will not only keep Lau out for the remainder of the regular season, but it likely ends all hopes that he'll be able to play in the playoffs. An injury of this nature usually takes four to six weeks to heal, so even if the Rays make the World Series, there's no guarantee Lau will be ready. Third baseman Isak Paredes will shift to second base, opening up playing time for the recently recalled Junior Caminero at the hot corner. And lastly, starting pitcher Logan Allen of the Guardians was placed on the 15-day IL with left shoulder inflammation. Allen's very solid rookie campaign will come to an end. Starting pitcher Tristan McKenzie is expected to be activated from the 60-day IL today and will take Allen's spot in the rotation. He will take on the Orioles in his return today. In terms of transactions, closing pitcher Kenley Jansen of the Red Sox was activated from the COVID-related IL. He missed a week and a half dealing with the infamous sickness. Jansen will return to being the closer for the Red Sox, moving Chris Martin back to a setup role. And in terms of news, catcher Salvador Perez is expected to be activated from the 10-day IL today. Perez will reclaim the starting catching role in Kansas City. And lastly, shortstop Matt McClain of the Reds is expected to be activated from the 10-day IL on Tuesday. He missed a month with an oblique injury and should take over every day at shortstop once activated. And before we check out the notable performances from Saturday, now is the best time to get PL Plus or PL Pro. Not only do you get an ad-free website, but you also get access to the exclusive PitcherList Discord and 10 percent off all items in the store. You also get access to premium content and special tools on the website. And on top of all of that, and just in time for football season, you also have access to the previously mentioned PitcherList Discord, which includes QB List. Every single Sunday, we do morning live chats, which will help you build your lineups, make waiver claims. You'll be able to participate in constant discussion and have access to bonus content. And not to mention, all of the fun will have freaking out over the MLB playoffs in October. Now is the best time to get PL Plus and PL Pro so that you can get on the PitcherList Discord and discuss everything from fantasy football to the MLB playoffs to video games, whatever your heart desires. I'll also take this time to mention to check out Nick's watch parties over on playback.tv slash PitcherList. All you have to do is link your MLB.tv account or your cable provider and you can join Nick as he watches these games and discusses them live and oftentimes brings on special guests. So once again, go check out playback.tv slash PitcherList and go get PL Plus or PL Pro to experience PitcherList.com and QBList 
Sports.com the way it was meant to be experienced. Now we can check out the notable performances from Saturday, a day in which we had only 13 games as the matchup between the Nationals and the Braves was postponed, as well as the matchup between the Diamondbacks and the Yankees was postponed. That one will be made up on Monday. In terms of notable performances, we'll start it off with our hitters, leading off with Tyler Stevenson versus the Pirates as the Reds lost a high-scoring matchup. He went 2-4 for four with a run, a home run, a double, three RBIs, and a walk. He's up to 12 home runs on the year now, and this one traveled 395 feet with a 99-mile-per-hour exit velocity. After a couple of above-average seasons to begin his career, there was hope Stevenson could take another step forward offensively. A lot of that hope was inspired by his large frame suddenly manifesting in bigger power numbers, but much of it relied on him growing as a big leaguer, taking advantage of the hitter-friendly confines of Great American Ballpark, and remaining healthy. On one end, Stevenson has set a new career high in long balls, but on the other end, he's taken a step back in basically every other offensive category. Stevenson owns a career-worst slash line and has provided negative value according to FWAR. The weird part, though, is that he's actually improved his batted ball quality with career-best marks in barrel rate and hard hit rate, as well as average and max exit velocity. Stevenson has clearly been unlucky this year, and with the combination of those rosy underlying metrics and an ever-improving lineup in Cincinnati, Stevenson will probably once again be drafted higher than his 2023 production suggests he should. Josh Lowe had a big game for the Rays as he helped his team to a win versus the Blue Jays going 3-5 for five with a run, a home run, and four runs batted in. He's up to 19 home runs now. This one traveled 415 feet with a 105.7 mile per hour exit velocity. Lowe has put up massive numbers in the minors, and with a successful Major League bloodline, there was plenty of hype surrounding his promotion in 2021. Unfortunately, he didn't get much of a shot to show what he could do, so when his next promotion came in 2022, the hype had yet to die down. Lowe severely underwhelmed in his first real taste of the majors as he was unable to produce offensively while striking out a third of the time. 2023 would mark the first season that he made the team out of spring training and would have an increased role. However, many fantasy managers had lost interest because of his obvious struggles with the punch out. Lowe has proved those naysayers wrong and then some. He's now just one homer shy of a 20-30 season and has cut his K rate by more than 8%. There was some worry that after a hot start to the season, he was figured out by the league. Lowe batted just 229 with only one homer from the start of June through the All-Star break, but he quelled those fears of a disastrous second half by batting over 300 with five dingers and 10 swipes over the season's final two months. Lowe should be a coveted outfielder in fantasy drafts next year. And lastly, we have Joe Adele as he accounted for all of the offense in the Angels 1-0 victory over the Twins on Saturday. He went one for three with a run, a home run, an RBI, and a walk. This was his third home run of the year and it traveled 428 feet with a 107.9 mile per hour exit velocity. Adele has been a divisive player throughout his career. He was seemingly rushed to the majors in 2020 and struggled to a 26 WRC+. Then Adele made a late season cameo in 2021 and exhibited a matured plate approach with a strikeout rate below 23%. That inspired some hope that he could finally break out in 2022. However, the strikeouts returned in full and he was unable to maintain his spot on the big league roster. The Angels then powered up in the offseason as they prepared for their final guaranteed season of Shohei Otani and that left Adele without a clear path to the roster. So he toiled in the minors all year with a couple of brief call-ups here and there. Adele continued to impress in the minors with 24 homers and a 122 WRC plus and with age still on his side as a 24 year old there's still a shot he's not a complete bust with the angels now in a new era adele should have full-time run in the outfield next year and we may finally see the breakout we've been waiting for right now all adele can do is continue to crush long balls to get fantasy managers excited to take a late dart throw on him in fantasy drafts this offseason but if you'd like a breakdown of the notable hitting performances from saturday check out the daily batters box article over on pitcherlist.com now we'll head to the mound and check out the notable starting pitching performances opening with nick pavetta versus the white Sox as he took a no decision tossing seven scoreless innings allowing just three hits and a walk while striking out seven. Pavetta induced 14 whiffs with a 33% CSW.
CSW across 92 pitches, and Pavetta's heater racked up 7 whiffs and went for 35% CSW. Remember when we all learned that XFIP doesn't mean everything in 2019? Pavetta pitched to a 4.77 ERA in 2018, but it came with a 3.42 XFIP. It made the right-hander a wide-awake sleeper heading into 2019, and we collectively believed an improved Phillies defense would make it all come together. It did not, as Pavetta pitched to a 5.38 ERA and lost his spot in the rotation, and I feel like that saga has colored my opinion of Pavetta over the years. He's been a mid-4 ERA pitcher with a decent strikeout rate in Boston, but he never reached the heights we deemed him capable of. It seemed as though that narrative was finally changing as after Pavetta struggled to a 6.30 ERA across his first eight starts of 2023, he was demoted to the bullpen, and with an opener, Pavetta was a completely different pitcher with a sub-2 ERA and a near 37% strikeout rate across his next 41 innings pitched, which included a 13 strikeout outing out of the arm barn. But for whatever reason, the Red Sox shifted him back to the rotation, and his success disappeared almost immediately. It was a head-scratching move, but you had to figure Pavetta would come back to earth at some point whether or not he was starting or relieving. Even with all of the chaos this year, Pavetta's ERA won't show much improvement, but his increased strikeout rate and career low whip tell a different story. Pavetta will wrap up his season in Baltimore next Friday. Joe Boyle had a big game for the A's versus the Tigers. He earned the win, tossing six scoreless innings, allowing just five hits and one walk while striking out five. Boyle induced 11 whiffs with a 32% CSW across 94 pitches. Boyle's fastball slider combo was unhittable. His four-seamer reached 99 miles per hour and induced five whiffs, while his slider earned six whiffs and went for 45% CSW. This was just the second start of Boyle's career, and it's understandable why it went under the radar. The right-hander is the A's number 22 prospect and hasn't had sustained success in the minors. Boyle is a stuff over command guy, featuring strikeout rates north of 30% alongside walk rates north of 15%. It's usually not a successful combo, but it leaves an obvious area of improvement for the 23-year-old. In two starts, he hasn't overwhelmed with punch outs or gotten into trouble with free passes, but he remains unscored upon across his first nine career innings. Boyle is basically all velocity as his fastball earned an 80 grade from MLB Pipeline and the rest of his secondaries didn't top a 55 grade. It was surprising to see the A's let him surpass 90 pitches in this one after being limited last time out, but it bodes well for his next start in Anaheim. Maybe Boyle can be a league winner next weekend for courageous fantasy managers. And lastly, we have John Means versus the Guardians as he earned the win, tossing seven and a third innings, allowing just one hit, one and run, and one walk while striking out four. Means induced six whiffs with a 25% CSW across 96 pitches. None of his pitches really stood out. The fastball led the way with three whiffs and 27% CSW. My streaming suggestion yesterday paid off though. Means took advantage of a Guardians team that struggles against Southpaws as he finally got his feet under him in his third start of the season. Does this mean we can trust Means next year? I think he'll be a sufficient streamer and someone who can be trusted as a Toby, but I think he peaked in 2021 and will have difficulty recapturing that form. Means lost the increased velocity he displayed back then and doesn't have the strikeout upside you want from a pitcher you roster throughout the year. He's still a fun pitcher to watch and might be better next year now that he's shaking off the rust from Tommy John surgery, but I don't think John Means business anymore. Means will get the Red Sox in his final start of the year, and I think the upside is too low to chase on that one. But if you'd like a breakdown of every single start from Saturday, give the Plus Pitch Podcast a listen and check out Nick's daily starting pitcher roundup over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll head to the bullpen and check out the relievers that got saves and the closers that pitched outside of save situations, starting with our saves guys. Trevor May got his 20th save as he got the final four outs of the ball game. Jose Alvarado got save number 10 as Craig Kimbrell pitched on three consecutive days. With his struggles in the second half, I'd expect Alvarado to continue to see save chances. Carlos Estevez got save number 31. Jose Cuas got his first save as Julian Merriweather pitched the eighth. And while he's likely the high leverage guy, I think Merriweather gets the next save opportunity before Adbert Alzali returns. Brian Shaw got his third save and Aaron Bummer pitched the eighth. And right now it's anyone's guess who gets the next save on the south side of Chicago. Tanner Scott got his 10th save. Siano Perez got his third save as Yenier Cano pitched the eighth. This doesn't look like a changing of the guard, but 
but beware, Felix Bautista is expected to be back soon. Carmen Mladzinski got his first save as he worked around a run as David Bednar took a break after pitching in consecutive games. Aroldis Chapman got his sixth save. He got the final two outs, and it seems Will Smith has officially lost his job in Texas. And lastly, Taylor Clark got his third save as just as it seemed the Royals were leaning towards James MacArthur, Clark stole a save. In terms of closers to pitch outside of safe situations or blow their saves, Ryan Helsley finished off the eighth, but struggled with his command in the ninth and blew the lead. The Cardinals were able to hold on for the win in extras. Josh Hader pitched a scoreless ninth in a tie game. Pete Fairbanks was called upon to get the final out of the eighth, but lost his ability to control the ball and blew the Rays one run lead. Then Jordan Romano blew the newfound one run lead for the Jays in the ninth and took the loss. And lastly, Alexis Diaz allowed four runs in the eighth and took the loss. But if you'd like a breakdown of the notable relief pitching performances from Saturday, check out the Daily Reliever Ranks article. Sunday's edition was written by yours truly. And before we look forward to today's games, we're going to take a quick break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain, and they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Now we'll look forward to Saturday, September 23rd, a day in which we'll have a full slate of 16 games as the Nationals and Braves take part in a doubleheader. My matchup of the day is Zach Gallen versus Carlos Rodon. Both of these guys can be untouchable when at the top of their game. In terms of probable starters, we've got five guys in the auto starts tier, including Zach Gallen. We also have Spencer Strider in the nation's capital, Freddie Peralta in Miami, Joe Ryan versus the Angels, and Yusei Kikuchi in Tampa Bay. Our probably starts tier has 10 guys, and that's where we'll find our streamer of the day in Cutter Crawford versus the White Sox. Crawford is more than a Toby and can make things work with a deep arsenal against a weak White Sox offense. I'd also keep an eye out for Edward Cabrera versus the Brewers. This is a boom or bust pick as everything rides on Cabrera's ability to throw strikes. If he does, he'll go off. But if he doesn't, it could be disastrous. Stream at your own risk. In terms of hitter suggestions, I would say Braves and Nationals hitters in their double header because of the extra at-bats they'll get with two games. The Nats are turning to two righties while the Braves have yet to announce their starters. I'd also keep an eye out for Reds hitters versus Quinn Priester and his 8.61 ERA in Great American Ballpark. Will Benson has a 144 WRC plus versus right-handers and TJ Friedel has been on fire recently. And now we'll close things out with our relievers to watch. Jose Alvarado has pitched in three of the past four days, but Craig Kimbrell is coming off a string of three straight days, so Alvarado could still be available for the ninth. Carlos Estevez has pitched in three of the past four days. No guarantees not available, but we could see Jimmy Herget or Jose Soriano get a shot at a save today. Jordan Romano has pitched on consecutive days, so one of Jordan Hicks or Eric Swanson should get the ninth today. Brian Shaw has pitched on each of the past two days, so Aaron Bummer or Garrett Crochet may have the leg up on a save today. Yanir Cano has gone on consecutive days, so Danny Coulomb likely has the best chances of being called upon for the ninth. And lastly, Araldis Chapman has pitched on back-to-back days, so the Rangers may turn to Jose LeClerc or even Will Smith if they're feeling trustworthy. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to PitcherList.com to check out all of the great articles and features we have on the site, including fantastic player pages and daily DFS suggestions. Join PL Pro to gain access 
access to the Discord to interact with pitcherless staff and members of the community, as well as to utilize the in-season tools to help you win your leagues. You also get access to QB list content in the pitcherless Discord. That'll wrap up this edition of the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake Crumpler. Tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast. Bubba will be back with you on Monday and throughout the week. And make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball. This has been the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Twitter at PitcherList, and help support what we do by joining our Discord with PitcherList Plus at PitcherList.com slash plus.